0: Welcome to the Digital Dreaming off the Iron podcast. It's your host, Austin Faleigh. I'm joined here today with my co-host for the most, my brother in football, semi-pro, a great and number of Team USA Revolution, who has a game coming up after tomorrow. He's going to drop that for you all right now. Cortez Branch Jr. Cortez, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, man. How are you?
0: Doing great. Doing great. So yeah, you, I mean, y'all got a game coming up. So why don't you go ahead and, you know, drop the details for that.
1: Man, since the last time that I saw you, like things have gotten crazy. So. <laughs> yeah. So, Team USA uh, International has gone and gotten the um, the signed contracts, and they've been officially recognized by um, National Football League and Minor League Football mm-hmm. organizations. So, Football of the Americas, and um, one of the things that they've been able to do is to put on these showcase games in other countries versus their national teams. You know, as you're well aware of, we've been trying to get football to be you know, an international sport for a really long time, the American style anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're finally making like some inroads in that. So we're going to be playing in Costa Rica this Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, You guys can go and check out the CRFL Sharks uh, page. It's the Costa Rica Sharks um, football page. You, know, you should type in CRFL, it's Costa Rica Football League. They have, um, they actually have one of the Super Bowl trophies right now in their possession. And uh, they're at the Estadio Nacional, which is the national stadium that they play all of their, um, basically what you could say, World Cup qualifiers and their national team plays in that stadium in San Jose, Costa Rica. So we'll be there. We'll be there um, this weekend. We're going to play on Sunday at 1 p.m. Central time. Um, The Super Bowl starts at 5 Central our time. So um, it'll be it'll be pretty cool to to be the, the quote unquote warm up game. For all those people that are going to go to that stadium to watch the Super Bowl, uh, it'll be great to be the warm-up game for the Super Bowl. Like it'll be great for American football to see it live at such a high level, and it'll it'll be great to uh, to just be in that 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 feeling. Like it's it's almost like being in the Super Bowl yourself.
0: Hundred percent. You know, I think you know, like you said, minor league football is definitely providing an outlet and avenue. Obviously, you got the XFL coming back. You know, right after the season concludes, and you also got the. USFL also coming back. I mean, still starting, not not coming back, but having their second consecutive season after a successful first season. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity right now, you know, for minor league football. And like you said, you know, obviously, yeah, anyone can check out CRFL, Team USA Revolution Football. I'm friends with many of the coaching staff on the team. Obviously my boy Cortez, you know, one of the active players, you know. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that's going on right now. So yeah, y'all definitely check it out. If you're a football lover of passion, you know, for if, if you're a football purist, you can definitely watch that and you know get get in on that. So let's actually. I speak got a shameless
1: which- plug here. So I am um, so the because of these new deals and the fact that football is taken off again after the pandemic, just just like you said it would, yeah. just <laughs> like you said it would. You called this years ago. You said football is going to take off again to greater heights than ever was at. As soon as this pandemic is like calmed down, and you were right, man. I, so the NIL deals allow you know professional players, non professional players, and amateur players to sign endorsement deals and contracts to make money off of their own images, their own likenesses, as well as to uh, to promote products and actually put some money in their pockets. Because let's face it, not every athlete makes it to the highest you know pay grade of his sport or her sport, you know, or their sport. Not 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 everyone does. You know, and and that's, you know, that's not me being PC. That's me being, you know, a, a coach. That means me being a player. And that's me recognizing that there are other leagues for other people, intergender things that are going on. And everybody can make money off of that. So for me, shameless plug, I got plugged with Lifestyle Bands. Got my own band. That one says Forever Champion. Obviously, this one has my name on it with the American flag and my number. So it's been kind of cool. To be a part of that, you know they um they have all types of stuff. If you guys ever check out the lifestyle bands page, you know uh, you can get a discount from Asif to you, and that's a ten, that's a that's a ten off twenty four as the uh, promo code for that. So thank Asif for that. He got you some. There's some cool gear on there too, not just bands. Like if you like shorts, shirts, hats, the whole nine yards. Check it out for yourself,
0: hundred percent. Y'all, you know, you you basically got the plug in. You ten percent off. So y'all, y'all definitely go check that out. Speak of the Super Bowl, man, let's get right into it. Last weekend, I promised myself I would not come back on here wearing anything red and gold. But hey, man, we just, you know, after a week of decompressing, reflecting, you know, we're going to talk about the championship game. So, obviously, Niners fall to the Eagles, 31-7, right? So, 24 points. You know, my last guess, also number 24 for the Niners, Anthony Booby-Dixon, right? I mean, you know, he, he predicted, you know, the... It, he the, did. It, yeah, he did. He predicted, actually, he predicted the other way. He predicted Niners would win 38, 30, 31. It was actually that way around. But it was 31. Eagles did get 31, but the Niners only got seven. So, I mean, difficult loss. Obviously, Brock Purdy's out, you know, for the for the remainder of the offseason until he, you know, obviously will not require Tom John surgery, which is great news. So he could be possibly back before St. Camp. And essentially now, obviously, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, is making his first ever Super Bowl start. He's the I think the third or fourth youngest quarterback to start Super Bowl at the age of 24. The and this is going to be the first uh, Super Bowl to feature African American quarterbacks. So let me ask you this first NFC Championship game. You know, for me, once Brock Purdy was out, that was pretty much it. Because when you saw Josh Johnson go in, I mean, even though he was a great USFL player, XFL player, you know, I mean, there, there's a difference of, of USFL, XFL, and NFL. You know, I hate to say it, but you know, that was it was on display, right? but it's cuz he led he led the you i think xfl usf on passer rating and even though he had that you know that accolade you know you could see how how uncomfortable he was you know with the team in the practice you know based on how he performed against the eagles you know front four he, and that he, he just wasn't
1: ready for that like he wasn't, yeah the eagles
0: like, were ready obviously the eagles were just hasan reddick was was a was a menace you know right He's, he he went ahead he knocked pretty out of the game then he went ahead and he, and, he, and he basically did the, the same exact play against Josh Johnson. you thought Kyle chain would maybe switch up that play call a bit you know for the tight end not to block the Receiver Babak a, a defense of pressure player.
1: For a career backup, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not saying they shouldn't be ready, but you're we're talking about the NFC championship game. Correct. We're not talking about, you know, week seven. We're talking about the NFC championship game at the end of a huge season. And let's say you win that game and Purdy's injured and you, you realize he's not coming back. Yeah. You win that game, you're still in the Super Bowl with a guy that, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing anymore. Right. And, you know, it's nothing wrong with him. You know, being a fourth string quarterback in the NFL is still an accolade. Being able to go into an NFC championship game is still an accolade. It's not an easy game to play, no matter what people tell you. And I, I just think that, like, the pressure was the one thing that got to him. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think that everybody who watched the game the way that we did could see that he wasn't familiar with some of the schemes, you know, uh, an elite defense coming as hard as they possibly can do to, to a position on that field. Like, they were coming at quarterbacks all day long that game.
2: <laughs> and, and the fact
1: that you realize that if you somehow happen to get hurt, they don't have anybody else. Right. You're looking at a tight end and a running back to play quarterback for the rest of the game. That's what you're looking at.
0: 100%. And, you know, I think to your point, right. And I actually, you know what I mean? I mean, you, you said you might be wrong. I'm going to completely really, disagree that you're 100% on the money, brother, because, you know, everyone on Twitter and everyone, you know, obviously in the point ers you know, fan circles, you know, the Niners, you know, Empire and everyone else, right. You know, everyone who saw that game just saw, you know, the, how, how big that moment was and how ready the Eagles defense was that defensive line was just ready from wire to wire, you know, and obviously Nick Bosa, you and not, and if we flip it to the other side of the ball, I mean, the Eagles offensive line was just, I mean, they were not allowing any type of, um, they were not allowing any, any leaks, any, any pressures, you know, from the Niners front four, probably, you know, if probable defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa was basically bottled up, you know, for the most, for the majority of the game. I hate to say that cause I'm a huge Bosa fan, you know, but it is what it is, right? And, I mean, you know, it's even heartbreaking for an Irish fan to see George Kittle, you know, saying that, you know, he's like, he's like, I never die in my life. I I'm, never quit. You know, I never I never say die. And just to see them, you know, go out like that, you know, after Brock went out, you know, even though C-Mac, you know, ended up getting that, you know, that first, you know, touchdown, right? And then tied up the game 7-7. After that, I just went downhill. And, you know, it looked like it was
1: going to be a shootout at that point. It was like, oh, I mean, maybe Purdy wasn't, you know, the the linchpin here. But, you know, when it really comes down to it quarterback's
0: quarterback yes sir and exactly to your point you know i think that's that's pretty much what the difference was i mean you know Jalen hurts mvp candidate you know um brock purdy you know i mean you know, an offensive rookie of the year candidate you know i mean not, not not too far off in age you know 23 and 24 two youngest quarterbacks ever star in the mc championship game you know for the respective teams. So. You know, I think ultimately, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how Brock gets back. And I mean, if we stay on to the the topic of youth, you know, Trey Lance is now going to be the only healthy quarterback by the time OTA start. Trey Lance has only played three games for the past, you know, three, three seasons uh, that he's been in the league. Two seasons, I think. Right. No, three seasons. uh, No, two seasons. Two seasons. He's been in the league. So, you know, he does have now I mean, he does have the opportunity, you know, to actually take this by the take the bull by the horns and. You know, for first, at least first couple games, you know, throughout the regular season, you know, he might be able to prove, you know, why he was, you know, drafted number three overall. You know, another great, you know, African American quarterback prospect, you know, prospect. I want to be very clear, it's prospect until he proves otherwise, right? Just like how Jalen Hurts yeah. was. So, I mean, ultimately, you know, I mean, the Niners, you know, I mean, this offseason, you know, if I'm going to sum it up, I mean, I'm actually kind of excited. But the problem I'm I'm looking forward to is how many free agents they have, unrestricted free agents that they have. And I mean, if I were to pull up that list, there's I think roughly 25 or 30. And of those 25 or 30, I think roughly 15 were starters. (laughs) So, I mean, it's it's definitely, you know, so we'll see what happens.
1: (laughs) Like you would think you would think that after everything that went down with all that like, it would be a situation that would, would cause them to say, okay, well, what do we need to do now? Do we need to have more quarterbacks on rosters? But in all honesty, it's only going to end in two ways. They're either going to come up with more rules, or they're going to say, this is just a freak incident. You know, the guys got hurt, and that's all there is to it. Hmm. That's what it really comes down to. The question is, is, is that going to be enough? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, honestly. I don't know if that's going to be enough. I don't know if I don't know if rule changes are gonna help the situation.
0: No, no. The rule changes aren't gonna help. I mean, I mean it's already impossible to play defense in the NFL right now. I mean, and That's ultimately what Richard Sherman
1: said. Sherman? What Sherman just said? That. He's like, you're gonna you 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 know that the new things they want to stop the uh the hip drop tackle, right? The last pitch <laughs> effort the holding on for dear life. Let me just you know, they wanna stop that. They want to stop that in the NFL, they want to call that a penalty if you do a hip drop tackle on somebody.
0: You know, it's funny you mentioned this because, you know, Trent Dilfer was recently on, I don't know if you saw the clip, but he was basically recently, uh, you know, on record to say, you know, I mean, the Monday NFL, doesn't impress him because you can't, you can't stop guys up the middle. You can't play defense the same way you had to play, you know, 20, 25 years ago. You can't, you know, do the things that Reed Lewis would do. You know I mean? You can't do the things like quarterback could do when this guy 16 and 80 were playing, you know, with the Niners of the 80s and the early 90s. So, I mean, ultimately, when you think about it, it's a completely different game, obviously, for player safety, which they prioritize. But, you know, if you go to the minor leagues, such as the XFL, as well as the USFL developmental leagues, you even go even one two further to our game, to our level. Right. I mean, to the to team USA. Right. I mean, you can hit and you can those rules are are, are still the rules have not been changed. The rules have not have have not been altered to make the game safer, you know. And so, so
2: the,
1: the minor league football association, that's actually new for 2023. Right. So for not not minor league football association, but, you know, minor league football, which is governed now and recognized by the NFL. And that's because of these other leagues. That's USFL uh, coming out. That's because of XFL coming back out. That's because European football is taking off. That's because China has a league. That's because uh, Brazil and Australia's leagues are thriving right now and they're only getting bigger. So they've uh they they got their finger in it. You know, a couple of years ago they did the uh, Pro Bowl day with minor league football Pro Bowl, and they did the uh, NFL Pro Bowl at the same time together at um at at the Pro Bowl. You know, our our friend was there, Cordero. Yes, sir. <laughs> Cordero Mayo. You know, he was there uh, for the minor league Pro Bowl, and um, one of the things that uh, they're doing is adopting the new NFL uh, rule set. And so, since the rules change, it's going to cause you know the guys to be ready for this by the time they get there. So that way, you're learning to do these things at a youth level, to an adult level, to now you're at the professional level. You know you've been doing these things the whole way up. You know there's been calls for them to change the high school rulebook. There's been calls for them to change the college rulebook because if if guys are doing these things in high school and college, you know, in in other you know amateur or semi professional or even professional leagues. And they're able to do these things. Is it easier to, to teach them the right way from the beginning or is it easier to change the way they're doing it as professionals?
0: That's a good point. You know, I think ultimately, you know, changing the rules, you know, you need you need to you need to start from the beginning. You got to go all the way to Pop Warner, to junior high, to high school to really kind of drive that message forward. And, you know, obviously, there's a lot of controversy in the NFL this year when they let players such as Tua play when he was injured, obviously DeMar Hamlin was, you know, a, it was just a perfect example, right? Sometimes these injuries just happen, but you have to be able to manage them, you know, and you have to be able to, you know, like you said, to your point, right? you basically have to be able to take this injury and kind of assess it and be able to see, you know, what's the benefit of the team, what's the benefit of the player. Ultimately it's a business at the end of the day. So I they mean, they're going to look at the team's benefit too because you're in the business of winning. Right. Um, So ultimately it was a
1: big one, man. Like me, you were talking about that while we were watching it.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. I- I, we were sitting there like that. We were texting up a storm. I don't know if we've texted that much in the last five years, let alone that much right there. Like man, that was just that 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 little exchange was terrible. It's like I remember watching it. We're like man, two just went down. Yeah. And you know, I get a text from you. You're like, no, he's going back out. And I'm like, there's no way he's going back out there. I had to pop the game back on because, mind you, you know the people, the family, you know, they all like to go shopping. During the uh, during during games, like especially during like season season games where it's like week three, four, five, you know, we're sitting there texting. About it. I'm like, "There's no way this dude's going back." Like, I pop it out. Yeah, he is. <laughs> My God. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I should have known that. You know, you knew exactly what you were talking about because this that was terrible. It happened to a couple of quarterbacks this year, man. Like, think about it. There's a couple of times where Brock went out there, he got hit a couple real hard, a couple times. Jimmy got hit a couple times, ultimately knocking him out. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts got hit a few times. He's in concussion protocol how many times this season? Twice? Yeah. Justin Fields is in concussion protocol twice this year. Like, you know, obviously we know that, you know, they're being more sensitive to it. So just because they're in protocol doesn't mean that they're, they have concussions. Right. But it's the fact that you got sent there, that your head got snapped all the way back. And nine times out of 10, you hit the, you hit the, um, you hit the, uh, the, the, the turf. Yeah. Your head hit the turf and what's under that what's under that turf for most of the stadiums is concrete. Kind of
0: yeah, absolutely. And that, and you know that's actually another point, which you know, which a lot of a lot of the injuries that have happened this year, you know, because of the surface that they're playing on. You know, if it was pure grass, you know, obviously a lot of niners who have suffered from injuries, they complained about this earlier in the season, right? when you play on turf and and you're trying to pivot right i mean you know you you know this you know i know i mean, uh, I mean on, on indoor fields it's it's, it's, it's a nightmare because you have to wear indoor shoes <laughs> but i mean yeah. if, if you're playing on if you're playing on turf right, and you have to pivot right i mean it's it's a very very difficult you know kind of you know there's diff, difficult the, the surface traction is not the same as it would be on on pure grass you know and I think ultimately with the Niners, you know, I mean, with all the injuries we have, I think that's another issue that that we have also faced in terms of kind of, not necessarily we, but the Niners organization have faced, you know, in terms of kind of, uh, you know, being able to manage those players, right, in terms of safety. Because if you yes. don't, the practice facility as well as Levi's, right, I don't know if the surface is still uh, ref- refitted or, or still, you know, if it's still grass or astroturf, you know. So, but it needs to be consistent, not just within, you know, one team, but the entire league, in my personal opinion.
1: I will opinion. explain. Okay. When we're 17, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: 18, maybe, Mm -hmm. turf feels amazing. Yeah. (laughs) You're faster than you ever were on turf.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, because there's it's so
2: even. It's just like gliding across, you know, the the turf. It's great. And then you get a little older and
1: you've been playing for a little longer. And you realize that like this turf is not as sturdy as far as keeping me upright as I would like it to be.
0: Yeah.
2: You also encounter worn out turf. There's no real, there's no root system in turf. In grass, the very least
1: is there's a root system. You know, the grass is being held into the ground by roots. So you have a little bit more traction. You might feel slower on grass, yeah. but you're more, for, you're more sure-footed. Mm-hmm. On top of it, you know, you can get injured, you can have a concussion, you can get hurt on any ground. But the thing about grass is grass kind of has, most of the time, if it's properly maintained, it's it's nice and soft. Yeah. And even if you're getting hit and going down, you're sliding
2: in mud, you're taking some of the grass with you, you're getting grass stains. You know, for the most part, it's it's getting hit and falling down is never gonna be good for your body. But there are certain things that make your body,
1: you know, feel better when you're going through it. I'd much rather land on on the grass than the turf any day. They both have their advantages. I can't argue against either one of them. I prefer half and half, depending on where I'm playing at and when I'm playing. You know, if I'm playing in Las Vegas, I want to be on turf. If I'm playing, if I'm playing, you know, in California, I might want to be on grass. Yeah. You know, it it just depends on where you're playing at. What season you're playing in, what what the weather is like, you know, all those things are, are you know, are huge for football. 100%.
0: No, I totally agree with you on that, right? It depends also, like you said, weather conditions, right? That really has a factor in kind of, you know, what surface you're playing. I mean, see, that's the thing, right? It's it's hard to find a one size fits all solution, right? But I do think that, you know, taking these steps, at least to kind of, you know, make a standard, you know, for all stadiums across the league, We could definitely see, you know, I mean, that's my theory, but I I do think we'll see a drop in some of these injuries. I mean, the Niners have just been historically bad in terms of getting players injured year in, year out. You know, like you said, Jimmy and, you know, I mean, and but then again, to your point, the league as a whole had so many injuries, like, you know, with all the quarterbacks, you know, young, athletic, great quarterbacks, gifted quarterbacks, You know, at least once or twice, being concussion protocol or just being out, like Jimmy, or you know, right?
1: The Niners got four hurt quarterbacks this season. (laughs) Four, four four injured quarterbacks that could not throw a pass by the end of the season. Four
0: it's, 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 you know, and I think, you know, it's just bad luck at part, but I do think there is some, you know, I mean, there is some truth to obviously, you know, the, the, the surface, but also, I mean, it's on the play calling. such just Trey, you know I mean? You know, trying to be run up the middle instead of, you know, leaking on the side, you know, Jimmy, obviously being a statue in the pocket, you know, but I do think, you know, Brock's injury was just a freak injury. I mean, you know, and I think that's just a bad, bad scheme design. You know, I think like we just talked about, you know, playing tight on a defensive player that your candidate is not, is not the move, but anyways, you know, enough about the Niners, enough about them to change the game. You know, I think, you know, I had a great season. All things considered, like you said, because with all the injuries and all the kind of, you know, the injuries, to, especially to the quarterback position that they had to suffer and you had a broad rookie quarterback step in and basically just set historical numbers, leading the NFL and passing touchdowns um, and passing yards and, you know, passer well, rating. Um, by the time he entered, I believe was it week uh, 30, 13 or week 11, whatever it was through the you end. You know of the what season. I'm
2: going to say, don't you?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: It's kind of the NFL script. <laughs> I mean, how many rookie quarterbacks do we see that came out of nowhere and decide to lead their team to victory? It's kind of the NFL script. Like, you notice one goat's on his way out, you know, as they call him. You know, uh, how did how did A-Rod get his job? You know, the, the old man is out. You know, the uh, look at Drew Bledsoe. Tom Brady comes in and saves the day. Tony Romo comes in there and saves the day. Now, Jack Prescott did the same thing. Comes in there and saves the day. This is kind of how it works. Tony Romo, for you guys who didn't know, Tony Romo went to Eastern Illinois University. That's EIU here in Illinois.
0: Well, Jimmy Garoppolo also went. Also, also EIU Panther alum. Yep.
1: Yeah. So you guys didn't know that, and that's why I was making sure that I brought that up (laughs) because I know you know that. Yes, sir. So it was uh it's it's rough, man. You know, Arian Foster's out here saying that the whole NFL is, is scripted. I don't know. I can't tell you that because I don't think everybody's in on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that you know, there's some truth to the, the to the referees being like what I saw with the Niners. I'm not gonna cry, you know, bitch. I mean, the Eagles were a better team why to I? but I mean, there were some definitely tic-tacky calls that were called on the defense on a on more than one drive. You know, because, you know, I do think that there is some, you know, there is a marking aspect of having two MVP candidates in the Super Bowl, having two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, which is great for the league. I mean, it's great for everyone, you know, to see that, you know. The
1: Kelsey brothers.
0: Yeah, the Kelsey brothers, the Kelsey Bowl. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different. The Eagles are more market. Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy Reid playing his form. There's too many storylines with the Eagles and the Chiefs. You know, it makes too much sense. You know, but again, I mean, I'm not, I mean, the Niners lost. I mean, the Eagles were a better team. They were out schemed, out coached. You know, I think Kyle Shanahan just shot himself in the foot more than once. You know, during that game. And I think once Brock went out, that was pretty much it, you know. So I think, um, you know, the Eagles were just a wide, wide, better team. They've been the best team all year. I mean, fourteen and three—that's not by—that's not by mistake, you know. I mean, but we'll what, see. They lost what one game with Jalen Hurts? Just one game. Jalen Hurts is, I believe, what is he fifteen and one as starter? Yeah, fifteen and one as I starter. Believe so
1: yeah, they lost one. So game
0: ultimately, I mean, this this Eagles team is, you know, Jalen Hurts. For anyone who thought he wasn't for real, I mean, I I, I felt like he was, you know, coming out of the draft, you know, because of what they could do. You know, I mean, I, w- I wish I could pull the receipts on my Facebook if I didn't deactivate my account, but I pull those receipts right now to me arguing with folks saying that Jalen Hurts would definitely be, you know, a great player, you know, for, you know, for any team and any franchise. And look, he basically proved me right. I wish it was on my Niners for that reason. <laughs> but, I mean, we do have Brock Purdy, so I'm looking forward to seeing how Brock Purdy develops. I, I
1: will say, and this is my prediction, I will say that it is the Eagles' Super Bowl two wins,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Right. And I'm... No, no, no salt, no stones thrown at you know Patrick Mahomes. None whatsoever. Patrick Mahomes has earned his spot, and Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks in our league right now. But I will say this: Patrick Mahomes is still injured. High ankle sprints don't heal in three weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No matter how much medicine they shoot you up with, you're still going to feel it. I predict Patrick Mahomes will be shuffling at by the second quarter. If the Eagles are coming at him any type of way that they came at San Francisco, Patrick Mahomes is going to be in for a long night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. I, and I hate to say this, but I love to say this because, you know, Tom Brady retired. But if any team showed another team how to beat Kansas City Chiefs, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They showed how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, What you have to do. What type of players you need to have, you know, what, what dynamic abilities they need to have to uh, to get through there. And I think that the Eagles got what it takes.
0: I'm actually taking one step further. I think you're right on the sense that the the the, the Buccaneers proved that they had the blueprint to beat the Kansas City Chiefs two years ago in the Super Bowl when they there, when they played each other. But I think, as far as this case is concerned, that the shit the Cincinnati Bengals actually showed what it takes to beat the Chiefs. I mean. Joe Burrow's three and one, you know, in his career against against the Chiefs, but I do think that they got robbed. Yeah, they got robbed. You know, I think ultimately, you know, the Bengals getting robbed. I mean, I think you know, obviously, a play at the end of the game, you know, and like the bad, a miss call, bad call. You know, I mean, you know, that. You know, I think that's why the Eagles, to your point, you know, should definitely be the favorite because wire to wire, I think the Eagles are the most complete team in the NFL. Um, I think they have no weaknesses. I mean, I can't see any weaknesses. Maybe the only weakness is like they say, the quote unquote gimmick quarterback. And so far in the playoffs, he has shown that he can, he can, he yeah, can make can the throws. Can we address I mean, he...
2: that? Mm-hmm. Let's address that. Yeah, Josh Allen ran for what close to a thousand rushing yards this season. Mm-hmm. Nobody calls him a gimmick quarterback, <laughs> right?
1: Josh Allen threw for less
2: touchdowns than Jalen Hurts did in more games. Right. Justin Fields, who's only played a fraction of the last two seasons both times, puts up stellar numbers and he's throwing, he's throwing to you. And you've been retired for years. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you got Chase Claypool, but you throw Chase Claypool in at the end of the trade deadline and he hasn't had a chance to, to look at a playbook. Chase
2: Claypool has been playing with Ben Roethlisberger and Mitch Trubisky. They're nothing like Justin Fields in any no. way, shape, form, or fashion. Mm, yeah, nope. Justin Fields puts up record numbers
1: in almost every game this season. Yeah, he had some if he throws what quarterback doesn't nobody's talking about the fact that that both Trevor Lawrence and my man Justin Herbert are throwing interceptions sometimes back-to-back interceptions yeah in a game but you want to talk about it Jalen Hurts does it you want to talk about it if Justin Fields does it you want to talk about it if if our guy Geno Smith does it you're talking about it. Let's go take a step further because he was, you know, historically bad this year. But
2: Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson goes up there and does lace goose eggs every camp. And. Instead of worrying about what type of
1: system that they're all in, what's causing the problem, you say they're gimmick quarterbacks. No, these guys can run. These guys can throw. Michael Vick was running and throwing in what, year 11? Yeah. You guys remember he was on the Eagles that historic year? He took over for Donovan McNabb, Breaking records in Washington. Y'all remember that? The, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. Cam Newton. Cam Newton every week. Oh. Cam, Newton did, Cam Newton wasn't terrible. He got old. Yep. You guys forget that Cam Newton it wasn't a, a one-and-done or two-and-done college player. Cam Newton went to three different colleges.
2: You forgot that he was at Florida. You forgot that he was at Juco. And then you forgot that he was at Auburn with Heisman's. I like it baffles me that people forget that he's just old. Yeah, he's old and he's big. That's what happens. Cam Newton played
1: more seasons, has better numbers than some of the guys we consider hall of famers. Yeah, some of the guys you guys watch on TV on Sunday mornings, who are giving play by play and their predictions, Cam Newton had a better career than those guys. Some
2: of those quarterbacks that you watch didn't even win championships. They just played. That includes Tony Romo. He didn't win any championships. Not a single one. Or we got to forget that you know, John Elway lost a bunch of them before he won some. <laughs> right. The fact that Dan Marino never won never one. Okay, so these guys are on year two. It's hard to believe, but they're on year two. Both Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields, you're two quarterbacks. Two talking by Lloyd, you're two quarterbacks. Give these guys a
1: chance. The game has changed at every level. We go and watch the game, and the guys look like Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, you know, even the other guys who you guys aren't talking about, or you guys are talking about them. You talk about them in a different light, like Josh Allen's no different. Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, all of these guys who are looking to be the next elite crop of quarterbacks.
2: They're all on their first or second years. Give them a chance to grow up and play football. We're enjoying it. That's all we really got to say about it.
1: Our, our legends are gone. Tom Brady took the rest of our legends out. We're retired. <laughs> They're all gone. Roethlisberger is gone. Breeze is
2: gone. Brady has gone. Rodgers will be gone soon. Yeah, I have more than a couple of years left in him. Maybe one. If that, he might retire. So, you guys need to give
1: these guys a chance. This happens every 10 years, man. Every 10 years, this happens to where the greats are out. A new crop of greats are out. We'll see. We'll be seeing them on Sunday. They'll be calling the games. You can watch them that way. Watch YouTube and watch the films. You watch us first, though.
0: Yes, sir. Watch us first. Those new finals score predictions for the Super Bowl. I actually, you go first we got
2: i'm going to go 35
1: 21 eagles ooh
0: wow 14 points <laughs> i'm going to go and i might get flack for this but i'm just going to i'm going on whim i'm going to go 33 29 chiefs that'll be good yeah that'll be good, that'll be good. yeah
1: I'll tell you this much, you know, if if his if his ankle holds up, that's a good possibility of that happening, man.
0: Very, very, you know, I mean, but again, you're right. It's really contingent on the health of him as well as, you know, the entire O-line. The defense of the Chiefs have looked suspect more than once this year, and the Eagles are probably the best offense that they played this season, minus the Niners post that week eight, you know, blowout. But, anyways, you know, I've already had, you know, many Hall of Famers mistake on the show. Mistake free
1: football, man. That's what they got to play. Mistake free football.
0: Exactly. And that, I mean, all the Super Bowl champions and, you know, obviously Hall of Famers, Randy Cross, Dexter Carter, right? I mean, Super Bowl starter, Anthony Dixon, Booby Dixon, 12-5. They all, they all say the same thing, right? Mistake free football, whoever makes the less mistakes is going to be the team that's going to be on, out, out on top at the end of the game. So we'll see how it all shapes out. Now, yep. let's pivot. Now, we'll pivot from football to another topic, pro wrestling, which I haven't talked about in a long time because now we have just had the Royal Rumble. And, I mean, we got to get into that. We got to get into Raw and SmackDown this last week. And, um, yeah, so let's go let's get, get right into it. I'm going to talk about the Royal Rumble because, I mean, that was one of the best pay per views I've seen in recent memory, in my opinion. <clears throat> Men's Royal Rumble match maybe it was lacking, right? But, I mean, I did think that there were some really cool spots, really good moments, like Logan Paul, Ricochet. Um, obviously, Cody coming out, number 30. Cody and Gunter kind of being last, you guys, when we were on the podcast, we were talking about Gunter, right? being a guy who could work, but, you know, we weren't really sure what, what his potential was now, you know, being the last, being the second, second to last elimination, or being the last elimination of the World Rumble, that kind of shows the WB does have plans for him, you know, at, at the very least. So let's just kind of talk about the World Rumble. You know, obviously Roman Reigns, Sammy, the bloodline breaking up. I got to meet Rikishi back in November, um, you know, at the autograph signing, the, the SAC Sports Card, Card oh, Expo.
2: Oh, we're going to,
0: I'm
1: definitely going to go there. Yeah. And I think that I'm going to add to what you just,
2: you know, put out there. Yeah. What WWE has pivoted to has created what I call a wealth of talent, but also
1: a wealth of problems, at least on the men's side. I can see parallels on the women's side, but it's a lot less, it's a lot more thin than the men's side. So
2: I'm going to ask you to give me, just off the top of your head, give me your main event
0: threats right now man main event threats. so obviously outside of cody because i mean we, i mean they were playing this for a while and it was almost like a triple h-esque return i mean that promo he could on wall last week was on the best promos i've seen in recent memory so anyways i'm not gonna you're go on the
1: right track you're yes, on sir. the right track so yes, we got sir. we got cody
0: now sammy sammy we got sammy yes um because i mean and i want just to say this about sammy you know obviously that character arc with the bloodline is one of the best storylines as well that I've seen, you know, from WWE in recent memory. I mean, just because of how they 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 built that drama, Roman's promo cutting skills is very underrated. I think the the issue that we had in the past when he was being forced over, you know, when he really wasn't over, you know, And, and, and as a face, you know, he, that those have basically been alleviated with him as a heel. Of course, he's been overexposed. You're getting, you're getting right? right
1: there. So yeah. we got we got Roman, we got Sammy, we got Cody.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tie it off. Tie it okay. off.
1: <laughs> we got we got legitimately Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. You have Sheamus, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. whenever he returns, Randy Orton, yep, you have Kevin Owens. And I'm trying to think there's I think there's a tip. oh, there's always the outlier, the outlier, the the Kofi, you know, the gender, you know, the guys that they can throw in to have a great match. You know, and you know, I, no one's gonna agree with me on this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's the NXT guys that are always lurking, like Gargano.
0: Braun Breaker. And
1: Braun Breaker. And I I, I got to say, it's always my dark horse pick for the guy that will just throw a monkey wrench at anything and just pop up and have a championship match, Dolph Ziggler. Will he yeah. win that championship match? Probably not. But they always throw him in there, and he has a fantastic match. Now, that's non-legends. So before, if you remember a couple of years ago, we didn't have guys that legitimately – you, you thought that guy, that guy could be a champ. I forget. I forget about guys like Miz, but he's kind of like doing nothing at the moment. <laughs> but you know, Seth Rollins, you know, those are guys that can always win the championship. Right, Finn Balor, you know, uh, Bray Wyatt. What I'm what I'm saying is there is a well, and now LA Knight. There's a wealth of guys who could come in and have a championship match with any of these top-name guys. And the match is going to be good, the build's going to be good, it's going to be awesome. And that's not even saying whatever happens in the Elimination Chamber. You know, you got that douche awesome theory that's still sitting in there, and he has got some better character development since over the last six months, because he's working a lot harder, in my opinion. It still is that douchey new guy look. You know, I get it. Same old stick. You know, but so that brings me back to this bloodline that you mentioned. Do you remember... uh, Did you watch the full SmackDown last week? I did. Do you remember the spot that cut in? They were giving like a history of the bloodline. Oh, yeah. One of the first things they showed was Roman Reigns super uh, super punching, the Superman punching Paul Heyman. Yeah. To get Paul Heyman to go back to Brock Lesnar, to set up Brock Lesnar
2: while he fights Roman Reigns to keep the titles. (laughs) Yeah. All of that was a setup. The whole nine. What if Sammy is going to pull our finger poke of death moment in 2023?
0: Ooh. See, I didn't even consider that, you know, because, I mean, they're having that elimination chamber match. And, I mean, it's the, 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 the promo and obviously the authenticity of what we saw. Back to your point about SmackDown last week. Sammy cutting that promo saying, Roman, I never wanted anything from you, but now I want everything. I want to take everything from you. I mean, you know, but you know, something just tells me, you know, even though, you know, they could definitely throw a monkey wrench and Triple H has shown that he's definitely capable of, you know, giving us these wild cards. The
1: double, double cross. The double, double cross. Right? The double, double cross. Yeah. Triple H double, double cross Shawn Michaels. <laughs> did he not? He did. Yes. He double, double crossed Shawn Michaels.
0: He did. Yes.
1: We never saw it coming. No one's. I remember watching it as a kid. I remember watching Shawn Michaels' triumphant return to the WWF, and he he realigned with with Triple H, and they went out there and they kicked everybody's ass, and they went up the ramp, and then Triple H looked at Shawn Michaels, and, and, and Shawn Michaels looked at him,
2: and Triple H goes, and they beat the crap out of Shawn Michaels. Yeah. He kicks him out of there. Beats the crap out of
1: him. Shawn Michaels is off TV for a couple of weeks. The next week comes down. He introduces X-Pac, Road Dog, and, 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 uh, and Billy God. A couple years later, Shawn Michaels is right back in the fold. and hey, Triple H have epic matches. Elimination Chamber. Yes, sir. Match with Shawn Michaels and uh, Triple H. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels wins the title again since the 1997. First chance in Game Back. Was it 2002, I want to say?
0: 2002. Yes, sir. Now that.
1: That is epic storytelling, and Triple H had a hand in all of that. So it's possible that there's a double double cross coming, especially because WWE doesn't like to throw away like vignettes. Yeah, they, there's like they usually mean something when they put a, a, a you know something out there. Everything that we've seen over three years with the bloodline, why that specific moment? Why Roman punching Paul Heyman? You know, is that synonymous with Roman and the rest of the bloodline beating the crap out of Sammy and Sammy coming back and doing the exact same thing? Is it the overplay for the underlay? Who's gonna say?
0: Ooh, I like that. Overplay for underplay for the underlay. Who's gonna say? Let's see. We'll find out. Obviously, Limits Chambers, Sammy versus Roman for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Um, I believe the women's championship is going to be also because the contender for Bianca Belair will be determined at the Luminous chamber match, U.S. championship match, you know, for number one contender will be determined um, for Austin Theory. Um, for, me, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of storylines. I mean, the question I have is let's say Sammy, I mean, I don't know if they're going to let Sammy win because I mean the whole buildup for me has been obviously since Cody got injured last year, it's been Cody and Roman. And I think that's kind of the thing. I, th- I think they're trending towards Cody and Roman uh, for the universal championship. The question is, you know, are they going to give one of the belt to Sammy or is Sammy going to somehow work his way into that match to make it a triple threat? I don't know. Yeah, you know I mean, and I guess the question is, is has Sammy proven he's going to be a world, a world heavyweight champion or kind of, you know, a world champion, you know, kind of figure, you know, you know, it's funny, I was watching WWE Rivals, Stone Uncle Steve Austin, and, you know, obviously, Austin, when he started, he wasn't actually going to be a, um, a, a WWE champion, but Vince McMahon, basically, when he started stunning Steve, he said, this guy is wasting my time, he's wasting my money, <laughs> you know, because he wasn't, he, he couldn't find himself, he didn't, he was kind of confused yeah. on, on how to work the ringmaster gimmick. And then, I mean just by just by just by the the, the you know the, the the slide of hand that she, the, you know, the the, the cards that were dealt you know triple h being suspended and also winning the um the 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 king of the ring um, essentially you know I think that's um that's some that's one of the things that you know I mean you never know what if can we happen. don't
1: have the curtain call we don't get Stone Cold Steve Austin
2: correct
0: we don't
1: and we might have gotten Another version of stunning Steve Austin. He might have went back to the Ringmaster. He might might have just gone back to the WCW because that's what a lot of other people were
2: doing. Yeah. But Triple H, pretty much getting benched for the time being, allowed for
1: Stone Cold Steve Austin to become a superstar in the company. Yeah. That match with Bret Hart. You know, and and this is what I have to tell people. and uh, and you know, I'm not going sentimental to everybody, but one of the reasons why I love professional wrestling is because everything is connected. Almost nothing happens for no reason in professional wrestling. And what that teaches me about life is, ten years from now, twenty years from now, we'll be thinking about something that happened today that set us up for the success that we always wanted but we have to remember that if we did not set
2: ourselves up or that moment didn't happen or even if it was a hardship you know that 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 still gave us what we wanted and i would i would go on to say that in some ways triple
1: h is in a better spot than steve austin in some ways steve austin is in a better spot than triple h you know in some ways Sean Michaels is 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 in a better spot than all of them, but the thing about it is they all have their own stories. They all ended up somewhere great, and none of it would have been possible if people were unwilling to at least give them an opportunity to do so, or at least redeem
2: themselves when they made mistakes. Because at the end of the day, we're all people. Yeah, I think this new this new culture not you know it's
1: not a political podcast, but this new culture that we live in right now, where people don't get second chances. What's
2: wrong with y'all? Ain't they all perfect? Just live your best life, man. For real. Live your best life. Whatever makes you happy. Like, live your best life.
1: That's it. Anybody can ask for.
0: No, oh, I mean, I agree with you. Well culture is kind of killing everything. And I think that's how my, one of my issues, you know, being on you know social media. That's kind of why I'm taking a break. Because of that reason. Um, outside of Twitter, because you know, it's just, you know, I mean, I can't stand well culture. I mean, it's just and it's 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 it is what it is. But ultimately, I think to your point, like you said, you're right, the the uniqueness of each of the characters, the the other kid, the 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 character arc, the redemption arcs that came with each one of the characters that we talked about, you know, as they rose and they fell and they rose up again. You know, I think that's kind of really the big thing that you know that's like you said, you know, and each one of them have their own kind of highs that the other ones cannot eclipse. But I do think, like we just talked about, you know, Sammy Roman, this is money, and I think also Cody. I mean, it's still money, and um, no, I Cody, think Cody,
1: Cody, and and did you watch the promo that Cody gave with the Paul Hammond?
0: Oh no, I I didn't see that. Was that yesterday? Man,
1: last night's promo. I am not going to ruin this for you. That's how good the promo was. Yes, sir. Last night's promo added Cody to the mix in a way that was purely, purely organic. Yeah. And you know, WWE and other companies have made mistakes before when a character organically gets over. That wasn't the intention to get this character as far as they got him, but it got him over.
2: You know, it wasn't the intention at all, but sometimes they fumble. Like, I hate to say it, like, they fumbled Kofi Mania.
1: They fumbled it. You had it. <laughs> you caught lightning in a bottle. You had it and you ended it for no reason. And you ended it in a way that was semi finite and hard to argue against. And I don't agree with that kind of booking. So if it was Vince that made that decision, you suck for that. But then again, you suck for a lot of stuff. If it wasn't Vince, whoever made that decision to end, that, to end Kofi's reign the way that it ended, he didn't deserve that and nothing makes up for it nothing will ever make up for it you don't build people up to tear them down that's not what you do yeah you not not in not in that industry not in that industry you don't build people to tear them down you let the wrestlers tell stories but you don't destroy them as people and that's been the biggest problem in that industry for the longest because you're destroying people as people instead of characters and you know, Kofi wasn't the same for a while, bro. Like I know you watched the pre- the episodes that came after that. Kofi wasn't the same after that. No. It took him a while to get back to normal. It really did. Now, and some might argue that he's still not back to normal. You know, it's a. Uh, it's one of those. It's one of those things. I Sammy. Said that I hope that you know somebody else in charge. Sammy's not gonna get, you know, fumbled the same way you know Ali's been fumbled.
0: Yeah, Ali's been fumbled big time. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Like, dude went to my high school, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was there, yeah. <laughs> he was cool. He's a real cool dude, man. Like, you know, I can't claim to know him anymore because I don't. You know, it's been so many years since I've been in high school. You know, I think the last time he was in the same high school as me was like, what, 19 years ago, maybe? Yeah. So I don't know him. You know what I'm saying? I know who he is, you know, the school with him. He was a year earlier than me, I believe, Graduated in '05. Uh, you know, um, he's a good dude. His brother is on like a bunch of state councils and town, you know, government events. You know, good, good band. You know what I mean? I think that uh, you know he doesn't have his desserts. He the dude's tremendously talented, and uh, he doesn't get his just desserts. Doesn't get it. He's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. He's in Dolph Ziggler territory right now, though. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> he's too good. He's too good, man. Ricochet was in the same boat until he linked up with Braun Strowman, ironically. Yeah. You know, well, maybe maybe a little bit before that because he got the Intercontinental Championship thing that he was doing,
2: you know. Um, but, you know, only time's going to tell. I think this is going to be great. I think when you see this promo, and
1: I'm struggling to not talk to about talk about it, but you see this promo, you're going to see how organic it was getting Cody
2: in there and, and how this makes sense now. 100%. So, yep. There's a lot of rumors rolling around.
1: There's a lot of uh, future things that could possibly happen. I just want to watch it.
0: I just want to watch it. Yes, sir. So I guess in final closing thoughts for, you know, this episode, let's talk about kind of what your predictions are for both Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania.
2: Elimination Chamber, obviously, I'm going to say Austin Theory retains. You don't drive out in the Lambo to not retain. <laughs> It's gonna be an excellent match, but it's not for the world
1: heavyweight championship. Right. It's not for the universal championship, and it's not for
2: the undisputed championship. So, right. I think that the Austin's gonna retain. And then for the for I guess for Sammy Roman. Oh, I don't think the match finishes. Hmm. I think it's going to be like a disqualification. Roman Reigns wins.
0: Yeah, something like that. that I think.
1: Most- uh, I think what's going to happen is now this is my own fantasy booking, and I if if Jay Uso is really
2: out of the bloodline, then he'll super kick Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns will keep the championship, and then he'll walk away. Or. Kevin Owens will come out and hit Sammy. And Roman will keep the championship. (laughs) Do I think that Jay kicks Sammy? No. I think Jay's either going to kick Roman or Kevin Owens is going to hit Sammy. You know, Kevin Owens is going to come out support and screw Sammy probably because sammy had been screwing him for months <laughs> yeah so the week afterwards it'll be roman reigns telling sammy you threw away everything for him right and then we're gonna get kevin Owens and sammy
1: zane at wrestlemania
0: Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And then maybe Sammy will then somehow get thrown into the mix. I think Cody. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go. Yeah, Roman retains, and I'm gonna go with uh, Cody. You know, is gonna get over um, Roman at WrestleMania. I mean, that's just, that's just that's just what I, I mean. The card's been dealt, and it's been that way. Cody.
1: Cody wins
0: at Mania.
2: The only way. The only way I see Roman retaining at Mania is something ridiculous happens. Yeah. Whether it's. I know this is not going to happen. It's going to have to be like it's going to be
1: a family ties thing because, as you'll see from the promo tonight, this is ingrained in family. It'll be something weird, man. It'll be, it'll be a, a situation where. Paul Heyman does something something weird. Roman retains. That won't be the only way, or, The Rock comes out and does something to Cody, something something that we're not thinking about. You know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah. It won't be it won't be anything as straightforward as what we think it is. It's going to
0: be your work. We'll see what happens. I'm excited. So pretty much we got our picks for the Super Bowl, WrestleMania elimination chamber. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all call you team USA, USA revolution, CRFL, uh, you know, for against Costa Rica coming up. Um, so Cortez, my brother, thank you for joining any final thoughts before we close out today.
2: Um, you can go to our website at USA, uh, dash uh, fi.com.
1: You can make donations to there if you'd like to help support international American football. Um, as you can see, my number is 24. If you want to make any donations to me, I would greatly appreciate it. That helps helps me continue to spread American football across the world and in the correct form. Um, also, you can do the same thing by going to uh, lifestylebands.com. And using the promo code 10OFF24. So that's the number one zero off the number two four. And buy whatever you want. You know, um, I really do got to say it's more than just uh, a band. It has, they have over 300 different sayings, styles, colors, and things that you might want to represent for yourself. Or just to remind yourself every day. I look down at my band and I say, I'm a forever a champion. You know, I've got a few championships under my belt. Hopefully, another one by the end of this week. <laughs> and uh, I remind myself every day that, like, I'm never too old and I'm never too young to keep going.
0: Hundred percent, yes, sir. That's follows that great closing thoughts, powerful words, from my brother. Y'all definitely go check that out. But, anyways, we know we're gonna sign off today. Thank you all for tuning in, and you know, we'll be back on soon. Cortez, appreciate you, brother.
1: Thanks, man.